Thank you for tuning in to Trevor Talks Podcast, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. Today, I have the great pleasure of speaking with Mr. Kevin Williams. Not only does Kevin own three Chick-fil-A locations in Canton, Georgia, Kevin is an author and an advocate for something that I believe that the world could truly use a little bit more of right now, and that is kindness. His new book, Irrational Kindness, hit stores last week, and he just finished up his East Coast book tour. Ladies and gentlemen, here's my interview with Mr. Kevin Williams. Kevin, we made it. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so pumped about this. Trevor, I'm pumped. And thank you so much for taking time to get to know our story and allow me just to have a conversation with you. How cool is this? I get to talk to Trevor today. It's a pleasure. And as you would say at Chick-fil-A, it literally, it just is a pleasure. I don't care what Chick-fil-A I go to. Somebody's going to say my pleasure. Now, I've been to some that do it better than others, but for the most part, it's just uniform across the board. Y'all do a really good job with that. Well, you know, um, what's evolved is really this, it's much more than just a word. You've been to places where they say, welcome to Moe's, or, you know, I love that when they say, welcome to Moe's when you walk in. That's awesome. You just want to yell back. Yeah. Thank you. but, (laughs) But... our my pleasure when you kind of teach a 16 year old or encourage a 16 year old to make it more than just the words, but you actually make it the heart of what you're saying and see, uh, you know, we're in the fast food business, man. It's highly transactional and fast. You know, yeah. people are coming and going. But when you can stop and say, hey, I'm going to say a my pleasure and actually mean it and see that person for who the person is that's across from me, it's, it does change the game in a, long, in a, in a big way. And I tell people, I tell, uh, when you start doing it to your mom, I, I say, when you're, you know, almost lure your parents into it. This is what I like, go empty the dishwasher and they'll say, thank you for emptying the dishwasher. And you say, it's my pleasure. They will freak out. And I promise you'll get more things. <laughs> you'll get more things out of it. So if you don't do it for anything other than the opportunity to, to, uh, uh, to, uh, get more, uh, um, be on a selfish side of things. It's a, it's a great move. I love your mindset. I love your attitude. I was watching your Instagram video last week where you stopped at your brother's Chick-fil-A location and y'all are both like just super energetic, but I think you take the cake for it, but he definitely gave you a run for your money on that. So what, what got you guys started with Chick-fil-A? Yeah, he loves to go irrational kindness. He loves to have fun with the irrational word. Uh, well, you know, um, I first heard Truett Cathy speak when I was a teenager. And um, I didn't know, I don't remember eating at Chick fil A. I definitely remember having an entrepreneurial spirit because I took over my brother's grass cutting business. And we had about three or four lawns. And I've dreamed of, you know, having an empire built on my, la- my grass cutting business. But it was here in Truett Cathy. Here was a guy who was, you realize he was 64 when I heard him speak. And this is what's been a mindset for me for a long time. But here was a guy who was not just talking about competition of business and being your best. And, you know, you know, he had a, he wanted to be, he wanted to be number one. Yet he also had this heart for people over here that talked about a good name is valued over great riches. And, you know, he had a he had a lot longer mindset than oftentimes you see than just your quarterly reports or your annual reports. He had this mindset of 
what, you know, living on a purpose of which is ours even today, it's to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that's entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all we come in contact. That's a whole different mindset than oftentimes it's like, this is, I'm just a steward of this. And it, it lends itself to a much more open-handed mindset of the business. So I invite people that come to work for us in this open mind, like, Hey, we're just stewards of this thing while here. So when you're joining the team, you're just joining it to help it become better. And it changes while it's a job to get a paycheck that we all are doing. It changes that mindset a little bit. And that's what I fell in love with Chick-fil-A and, while it was a long journey from that point on and a lot of perseverance and taking a store that was losing money and deciding to go into banking instead of Chick-fil-A, um, my brother was ended up, I, I was looking at Chick-fil-A, but decided to go to work for banking. Um, and um, my brother started getting involved in Chick-fil-A. So he was ahead of me and then he was really enjoying it. So I started reconnecting back with Chick-fil-A and eventually got a store in downtown Atlanta in Midtown. I love that so much. So aside from Chick-fil-A and all the success you've seen there, aside from irrational kindness, first and foremost, who is Kevin Williams? Well, I'm a dad and a husband. That's uh, you know, I always say I want to I want to make sure that I'm doing a very good job as a dad and a husband um, over my work. So I'd much rather get an A at home and get a B at work. I have no desire to get an A at work and a B at home. That fo- that formula doesn't work very well mm-hmm. uh, in life to me. So I seek to really honor as a be a great dad and a great husband and preparing to be a great father-in-law. I, t- I say right now, I want to be a great father-in-law, even though I, my kids, you know, I don't know when that's going to happen. I'd be a great, be a great granddad. I want to be great at those things um, and understand that. I think that really helps me be great, at, you know, great leader and a great, business person really lets me reframe my mind. So, um, but I'm just a guy that just enjoys cheering, cheering people on. I I understand. I don't know everything, but I don't want to miss the opportunity of things I've learned to walk alongside of people in life. And, uh, and I see a lot of opportunity to cheer people on. I don't have to spend much time beating people down because the news is taking care of all that for us. Yeah, <laughs> you know the yeah. world. So they're good there. They don't need somebody else beating them down. Uh, mm. But I just see—I'm a guy that sees the wonder in the world. I mean, I see so—you know—we're all alike. You know, we all really want the same things in life, no matter what our political or you know color of our skin or or the differences are just beautiful. People really want the same things in life when you get in front of them. That's not what you hear out there. You hear we're all different and we all are divided. We are divided in some ways, but we're all a lot alike in a lot of ways. And I wish we could just talk more about those things because I think that's our strength. Yeah. And talking about how we're all a lot alike, when you first uh, got into your venture with Chick-fil-A and back when you were banking, did you ever think that there would be any opportunity for you to step out of the ordinary and be an author? Like now your book, Irrational Kindness, is out. What was the journey leading up to Kevin Williams, the author, and being able to step out into that extraordinary mindset of, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get the forward done by the forward king, Bob Goff. Um, it, it's just, 
I feel that so many people are working for a paycheck, like you said, and they're working their whole life just to collect that check and collect more stuff. I saw this documentary a few weeks ago on Netflix called The Minimalists, and they're just talking about everybody's obsessed with just getting stuff. And they have Dave Ramsey on there talking about everybody going into debt for things to impress other people that they'll never know. And it's almost this rat race of people that are just they're. It's not that we're all divided in that way. It's that we feel that we have to impress people that we're never going to meet. So how did you break free from that rat race and really just jump into, okay, Kevin Williams isn't going to be that ordinary Chick-fil-A operator. I'm not going to be that normal dad. I'm going to be Kevin Williams, the guy that God created me to be and pursue that God-sized dream. Well, I've tried to gravitate around people and organizations that encourage me. You know, we need that we need that renewal of the mind. Just like you brush your teeth every day, you brushed it probably this morning. You're possibly going to brush it tonight, Trevor. I pray so. <laughs> There's a chance. If not, you'll do it tomorrow morning. I bet. But, you know, we all need this renewing of the mind. And I think find hanging around gravitating my mind into people that encourage me, organizations that encourage me, that believe that it's okay to, to seek a little failure in life. And it's, um, it's okay to, to not be perfect. And it's okay that God wired me a certain way and he wired you differently. And it's okay that I didn't walk in your shoes, but you didn't walk in mine either. And I don't have to convince you of my shoes. I just got to cheer you on your shoes and you're, you're, you know what you're doing and you can, you know, and hopefully that will reciprocate back to me. But when I hang around people that encourage me and that inspire me, then, um, then it just gives me a little bit of boldness to take some different events. I say, you know, 80% of my job, I'm in the fast food business. I'm just a waffle fry cook that wrote a book. <laughs> I just, I just cook fries. I mean, it's, you know, and, uh, um, while I have, uh, some different franchises, you know, three franchises today of restaurants. I didn't always have three franchises, and I and I've I've just always kind of been on a journey to to be a little bolder, to seek a little little more difference in life. I don't have a desire to jump out of a plane, but I do have a desire to to continue to take eighty percent as plate spinning. But can I just carve out about twenty percent to look in a different direction, to look at where I want to invest in things, and and that's really been important to, to me. And it's what, what, you know, Bob Goff really was a, was an, a thing to say, you know what, he has a dream big. And I'd seen this dream big program he has in this thing. And I, I fell in love with the first time I read Bob, Bob Goff's Love Does. Um, I book, book kind of sat on the counter for a while. And finally, I'm like, let me see what this book is. Somebody had given it to me. And I read it. And I'm like, wow, this is a guy that's going after it and using his life for something uh, more than just being a lawyer and sees things in a new perspective. But it was me saying, Hey, I'm going to go out and do dream big. And, and then a guy saying, Hey, you can write a book. Me telling him about this idea. What if I, instead of handing books to my team members, what if I handed them one of my books? I didn't think more than I could write a, write a, you know, 10 pages. I could go to office max, copy them, put staples in them, all of them. And I got a book. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't trying to come up with some grandiose thing. I'm just trying to take steps towards something that's bolder, but could be talking about different things that were like the beauty of failure, the beauty of persistence, you know, seeing time in a different way, the beauty of how God created your own certified signature moves into yourself. 
Um, the beauty of seeing people where they're going versus, you know, the wonky person that's in front of you. You know, you see the beauty of where people evolve to and give them some margin and give yourself some margin to let God speak into that or time, time kind of give them time to grow and mess up. So that was it. But then I found like Bob just cheered me on saying, you you know, keep going. And then I find other people that just like keep going on. And you get plenty of people that like look at you and think you shouldn't do something. But, you know, for sure. Uh, and and I listen to those. But it, but if but at the same time, I'm not going to let them occupy my mind. I'm going to keep going on and and uh, just take it a day by day to carve that little 20 percent out to keep keep moving down a, a bold path that's not scared. Um, um, to try some different things. I love that you said you don't allow those things to occupy your mind. I don't, I don't believe that a vast majority of the population and even our listeners here um, realize how valuable the real estate in your mind can be. Um, when you allow those negative voices to seep into your mind and really start taking over your thoughts, the enemy's winning at that point. But when you say, okay, I've had enough with that, like, God, what do you want me to do? There are going to be times where you lose your job or you just like have these crazy God sized dreams that you think they're crazy God sized because they are. And you just have to pursue them. Um, and that's thinking outside the box, which is something that I think that you do a very, very amazing job at. And even with communicating, but a lot of people don't realize that yet. So if you were to go back to step one and go back to the drawing board before the book was written or anything, when you first had that crazy idea, if you were in that position today, how would you tell people to go about that? What would be your first step to thinking outside the box? Well, one thing I tell myself oftentimes, and I told myself through this process, um, it just it reminded me just on what you just said. You know, I had this I had this idea the other day. You know, you hear you turn the news on and you just get beat down with negativity. I said, you know, like in a pool, you know, they have the the, the lifeguard will blow the whistle and say, um, "Adult swim," and all the kids got to get out of the pool and the adults get get a little time and it gives the kids some rest. I thought we need that in the news cycle. You blow the whistle at ten minutes before the hour. And they have to actually talk about really amazing things happening in the world with normal people because people are serving everybody. And there's all kinds of awesome things in the world. Uh, so I don't know if we can pass a law like that, but we can't, you know, but I also want to say is we can't change those things. So you focus on the things that you can, although I wish that was the news was different. Here's what I can change. I can change where my mind's looking. And so the, when you have a crazy idea, just remember there's two things I think. One is my joy is not necessarily in that thing. If I didn't ever get the book published or get the book done, that was okay to me. I wasn't scared of that. I was scared of not trying. And I was scared of not taking that next step. But what I tell myself is the joy is in today. The joy is not necessary in the past. Um, that's gone. In the future is unknown, but I have today. So rather than thinking that joy is right there, when we're take, tackling a big idea, a big goal on in the, in, at Chick-fil-A, I say, I try and keep pointing my mind to it because it can be a tricky thing is that's not where the joy is. The joy is um, right here, how we're spending time together. And then you don't have to have it all figured out. Just take some bold steps and 
let it unfold. And like I said, if it was going to Office Max and printing 10 papers, it took the power away from the fact that I got to have something more than what I got to have. And that's was my uh, was my journey. And when you go into Office Max, you can have two different scenarios. You can go in and you can be irrationally kind to people. You can go in and you can be really mean and ugly. Um, what do you think it means to live with irrational kindness? Well, you know, irrational kindness simply means to see things in a little different perspective. You know, again, it's 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 not trying to know it all. It's looking at different scenarios of of people and realizing that I don't I haven't walked in their shoes. And so when I can look at things in a different way and see that person across the thing, and I give itself a little kindness pause. We talk about with the team, we're, we're serving guests really quick. If I can just give a second of a kindness pause, maybe the transaction's got to be right and we're busy and we're trying to make sure the order is correct and we're getting it, um, you know, connecting with the guests to make sure the order and all that's done fast and accurate. But I can carve out about two or seconds to three seconds to then see the person that's in front of me and to um, honor them and what they're doing and saying, thank you. I love your car. You know, I love the shirt you're wearing. They actually see the person that's there and actually connect with them about something about them. That changes everything. I think we can do that with each other. You see the, see people in just a different way. You see the people that you, um, and even your enemy, you know, even that person that drives you nutso <laughs> that you just don't agree with. <laughs> You know, um, we don't have to we don't have to always be looking to be right. I've learned one really cool, cool thing in this whole year of, you know, a lot of the racial divides and things like that, really leaning into different relationships that that honestly, I feel a little wonky in sometimes because there's people that are totally different with me. But when I intentionally go there, I learned so much more is, first of all, we all have a lot, a lot in common. And second of all. Um, a lot of it is mo- emotion. So rather than trying to be smart, like I know more than you and, and what you're saying is wrong and mentally up here, push that aside and realize a lot of it is just emotion. It's the way the experiences you had, Trevor, versus the experiences I had. And that's just an emotional difference. So quit worrying about trying to convince that person of something and just walk alongside of them and cheer them on. And they'll in turn cheer you on. And that's our relationship walking alongside each other. And that opens up for a conversation that can change the world. With having that mindset, I can only imagine how many customers you have come in and they, they're just looking for something to get upset about. When you have those scenarios, how do you choose to be kind in that moment? Yeah, and sometimes we could be absolutely right. Somebody says, hey, I want to... <laughs> Uh, Chick-fil-A sandwich and then they you gave them a Chick-fil-A sandwich they're like I ordered a char grill sandwich did you not hear me you know they just say you're like well I know I know I just heard what they said but that's not for us to be right it's like you know that's a, that's fighting in a game that you know you don't know what that person that's frustrated is is really frustrated out most of the time it's not about you it's not about the sit it's about something possibly going on in their life so when you see the person Uh, We have a thing called everybody has a story. It's just a way to remind ourselves that, man, that that person that's frustrated, they may have really just found out their mom is incredibly sick or, you know, their relationship is just 
on the on the skits or the um or their child is really acting up or the or the child is getting you know not getting cared for at home it can be all these different things and you know what people just because somebody looks somewhat certain way does not mean how they are behind the counter or behind their mind i mean i have teen young people that come to work for us and you look at them you're like you could just forget and not feel the see the value of pouring into them but man they're hurting at home and they're getting not getting the care they need at home or they're not getting encouraged and you know it's just all superficial on the face and i just want to get behind that and realize there's more to each other than what you're just seeing on the surface whether you're mad or whether you're happy it's like you know let's walk alongside of each other and understand a little more there uh it's a beautiful journey to be on with people when uh, you were first getting started out, did you always have this mindset or was there a time where you could remember being that boss that you're not too proud of? Well, there's plenty of times <laughs> that I'm not <laughs> proud of what decisions I made. Absolutely. But there's, I tell you what I found out more of when I, when I first started, because I think I've always had a slant towards, you know, um, care, softer side of things. Probably, you know, they say relationships and results. I've probably always been a little heavier on relationships but I used to think that was a negative. Certain leaders would tell me that's a negative thing. Same. Um, and and I and I've I realized, you know, that that there are some opportunities for me to grow in clarity and results. But I'm not gonna. But I don't. But I also can be who God created me to be. And I find if I lean into re- relationships more and explain the results we're going after, then I can get a team of people that will fight. Honestly, they fight harder than I will sometimes. <laughs> get behind me, that. and they're 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 charging the charging the hill um, ahead of me, and I just get inspired by that. So, I've learned to embrace a little bit about who I am, and embrace that piece. Um, and like I said, I say being kind. You know, it's not mean stick your head in the sand or getting run over. It simply means being kind, and you know, realizing that we're different. And I think, uh, in politics and not feel like I can change things, but you know, we can all use a little bit more of just getting to know each other a little better, but, uh, but I don't want to, you know, it's not Pollyanna. It's really strategic kindness. I, I'm not into random acts of kindness. I'm into in my mind, strategic of finding the right places to place that kindness that we can, we can grow and connect with each other. I love that you say you're not into random acts of kindness. I've always been the same way. There's something about the saying random acts of kindness that I could see where there's good intention there. But when you just say, I'm going to have a random act of kindness, there's no thought process behind it. There's no mindset shift. It's just random at that point. But you mentioned something that really hit my brain and got my brain working. I'm like, I really got to understand where he's coming from with this. I feel like people could really, really benefit from hearing a little bit about what you said about everybody has a story, having that mindset. Yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, and it can come with your team as a leader in your restaurant or leader in your work or leader in your, um, you know, heck in your home, <laughs> you know, uh, we're all on an evolution path and I'm not the same guy I was, I was 20 years ago. I'm not the same, you know, I'm, I'm going to be somebody different thing. I'm, I'm still, you know, I want to keep evolving as I know other people are. When you realize that person in front of you has something going on and, and they just may need that encouragement or something to celebrate. 
you know, and when you unleash that with your team, we had, we had an instance one time that, um, we had somebody pass away. One of the, uh, one of the team is a regular couple that ate with us all the time. And because we celebrate this kind of mentality within, within our organization, the beauty of failure, I say, I'd rather restrain Mustangs than kick mules. I mean, <laughs> I want us to see people and celebrate people and take, I want people to have seek, uh, seek those things to, to honor people with, we had this, uh, we had, I had been out of town and when this, when this two customers, customers, one the husband passed away, I came in, it was a Sunday and I drove by the store and I see all these people in the store and I'm like, it's Sunday. We're not, no one's supposed to be in the store. I come in, they had the entire family of this, of this um, gentleman's um, family. And they had done a huge balloon, balloon release for them. They had had cakes there and cookies there they had baked some food from within chick-fil-a only just to give away it's like that's seeing somebody and realizing the potential you have to honor somebody and uh, certainly you can do it in tragedy but it can like i said it's the, the real work and the hard part and the why it requires renewing of the mind trevor for me is because i gotta do it when it's hard and uh, i gotta do it when they're not so friendly and i gotta do it when i don't always agree with them and uh, that takes a lot of the, you got to practice that one because it's easy yeah. to do when it's easy. Um, can you do it when it's hard? Um, uh. And that's the, that's the work. And, um, and I can't fix hard. I'd say hard is just normal. I love asking people, Hey, what's hard in life. It's one of the, just the random questions I'll ask people when I do my coffee with Kevin is what I call it. When I talk about some of these things. Uh, I say, what's hard? And you know, like those are just all awesome. They're all hard. I can't do anything about those. They're normal. <laughs> but what I can do is take this little 20% of my brain that I can redirect and prepare myself for that hard to see that customer that's just not even talking and realizing, you know, how and I'm not trying when we when we interact with guests, one thing I don't try and do is if they're at a three, let's say on a mood meter, they're at a three or a four, they're just kind of on their phone and in their world, I don't try and come in at a 10 and like, Hello, you know, look at me and get annoyed at them for what they're doing. I actually want to try and meet them where they're at. If they're on their phone and they're doing something, I want to honor that and try and, you know, I just want to come in at maybe a four, just a little notch above them to keep that zone in. But, you know, if you do that and you keep practicing at it, you start finding, you know, God opens these little windows and nudges you in different ways that, allow you to see with people, you know, you know, it's, and it's opening to, I do it with my team. I'll just go to the back and of our kitchen and just talk to some people. And one of my, one of my things that I think uh, I try and do is ask them, how are they doing? And then what do they need? And then, you know what I do? I try and actually listen to it because <laughs> it's easy to ask a question. And then I'm off to the next day. Like they did, I, that, I asked the question that was me showing I cared. I actually want to try and listen to what they say. And then, and then, um, and then one, one kid told me, um, just a couple of days ago, he said, man, my, my so-and-so and my, my, my mom's sister is really sick and it's really wrecking my family. And boy, I just put my hand on his shoulder and I prayed with him right there. I just said, you know, just a short little prayer, just say, man, I'm with you on this. It's hard. I don't have all the answers, but just, he knew somebody was cheering him on and, I think that's what that's what we're doing for each other. And and you listen if somebody says, "Hey, my I say is is the pieces of equipment working." And if they say, "You know, this one little piece, I guarantee you I'm going to have that thing fixed in a day. I'm putting every effort I got. I'm not 
I am not going to let them, I want them to know that I'm there with them. And um, so a long answer to say, it's just being a part of the journey and being listening, uh, listening to what's going on and how can you respond in a, in a light that a way that shines light on them. I love that so much. And I really want to close out this episode with a little nugget of advice from you. Um, when it comes down to it, what do you believe are five simple ways to show kindness, especially here in 2021? As of very, very recently, as we're recording this the day after the inauguration, we have a brand new administration and office. And there's a good 50% of America that is upset. There's a good 50% of America that is super happy. But no matter what side of the political aisle that someone is sitting on, what do you believe are five ways we can all show kindness in 2021? Let me give you five little quick things that I think they're, they're, they're not uh, hold the door open for your grandmother because those are great things to do. I challenge everybody to hold your door. But these are mindsets that I just want to, that I'm seeking to gain on this renewing of the mind on a daily basis. I, I kind of bookend my day. At night, I try not to have it to the TV or social media. I try and, and end it with a something that uh, I'll either do a devotional or I'll just read Surfer Magazine. I love a Surfer Magazine or something <laughs> that gets my brain. Like in a surfing? Creative, surfing, yeah, like surfing. I, I can yeah, see like, it. I like, can see it. I, 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 I've done yachting magazines. I'll do like a per year subscription to weird magazines because I just want my brain to go in a different way versus this – Learn there's more to life. It can be a, I've done Westerns. I've done all kinds of little random magazines. Um, surfing's my favorite because it really gets me out of my, out of my zone. Um, <laughs> and then in the morning, I try and book it in with a little devotional. Or I love the, the app headspace that gets my brain, um, you know, just restful and thinking of this renewing of the mind. But here's, here's a few things I, I, I like to talk about. Age is a second win. These are all kind of irrational. You know, no matter what age you are, it's really a chance to be a second win. Give people a chance to grow, some margin, some space. Don't just judge them by where they're at today. You know, they're all, you were somewhere different and where you're going. The beauty of failure, failure is just a wonderful, uh, a wonderful thing. And so when somebody messes up, how about encouraging them and say, that was awesome. You know, even if it messed up something really bad, that was awesome and find the beauty in that. I think grit is persistence and patience. It's like, how do you have those two married together to, to be persistent in that constant grinding, yet also be patient to give you plenty of time. You don't have to have the world conquered by the time you're 27 and, you know, 50,000 followers. It's okay. Keep, keep grinding it out. And then seek to see people not as just a, a transaction, but to understand that everybody has a story. And those are some few ways that if you can just carve those out in your busyness of 80% of the time, keeping this plate spinning, but you find time to renew your mind in that area, I think you'll, you'll see the world and yourself in a different light. I love that so much. Now, Kevin, where can people stay connected with you? Hey, come to irrationalkindness.com. You can see the tour we went on where we went from Georgia to New York City in the middle of COVID just braving the way along meet partnering in every state with a different a different some friends in each state to celebrate the wonderful things going on just to be that spark to see how amazing things people are doing and then you can also see the book where we're really telling these different stories 
Um, and I call them cords. They're just different things that you can hold on to that help spark that. And, uh, and we're on a journey with you. And so you can, um, we're also in Canton, Georgia, just sitting here, uh, serving Chick-fil-A sandwiches. So we're on the journey with you. And I hope the book inspires you to incur- for hope and encouragement. And I just want to go ahead and put this in there. Kevin is recording this interview in the playpen at Chick-fil-A in Canton, Georgia. If that says anything about his personality, I think that the best way to close this episode out is to do a call to action. Everybody needs to find a Kevin Williams in their life. They need to be Canton. They need to be kind and show a rational kindness. That is the goal. That's 2021 summed up. Find you a Kevin Williams and go get Kevin's book, Irrational Kindness, either at irrationalkindness.com or you can get it on Amazon. And uh, also go listen to his podcast, Irrational Kindness, on all streaming services. Find him on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. I I definitely benefited from this conversation exchange with you. Um, and I'm walking away feeling encouraged and just a nudge on me to be a little more kind today. So I really appreciate you. Cheering you on, Trevor. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.